Hare Krishna. Welcome to the daily morning Srimad Bhagavatam class. <clears throat> Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Kirivaradhari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yamuna Tiravanachari Yamuna Tiravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopi Jana Vallabha Girivaradhari Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashoda 
यमुनतीरावनचारी यमुनतीरावनचारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा जय प्रभु पदा जय जय प्रभु 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 जय जय प्रभु जय ओम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिव्राजकाचार्य अष्टोत्र सत श्री श्रीमद डिवाइन ग्रेस ऐसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शुल प्रभुपाद की ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की समवेत भक्त वृंद की जय निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे ऑल ग्लोरी श्री असेंबल डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरी श्री असेंबल डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरी श्री असेंबल डिवोटीज ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरीज ऑल ग्लोरी श्री 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 गुरु एंड श्री गौरांग ऑल ग्लोरी श्री शुल प्रभुपाद continuing with our reading of the first canto chapter 11 uh, text 23 today and the chapter is titled lord krishna's entrance into dwaraka please repeat om namo bhagavate vasudevaya 
ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ನಾರಾಯಣ ನಮಸ್ಕೃತ ನರಂ ಚರೋತ್ತಮ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ವ್ಯಾಸ ತಯಮುದೀರೇತ್ ನಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಷ್ವಭದ್ರೇಶು ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಭಾಗವತ ಸೇವೆಯ ಭಗವತೀಯುತ್ತಮ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಟಿ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಟುಡೇಸ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಸ್ವಯಂಚ ಗುರು ಗುರುಭಿರ್ವಿಪ್ರೇ ಸಧಾರೈಸ್ಥಾವಿರೈರಭೀ ಆಶ್ರಿಭಿರ್ಯುಜಮಾನೋನ್ಯೈರ್ವಂದಿಭಿಶ್ಚಾವಿಷತ್ಪುರ ಸ್ವಯಂಚ ಗುರುಭಿರ್ವಿಪ್ರೇ ಸಧಾರೈಸ್ಥಾವರೈರಭೀ ಆಶೀರ್ಭಿರ್ಯುಜಮಾನೋನ್ಯೈರ್ವಂದಿಭಿಶ್ಚಾವಿಷತ್ಪುರ ಸ್ವಯಂಚ ಗುರುಭಿರ್ವಿಪ್ರೇ ಸಧಾರೈಸ್ಥಾವಿರೈರಭೀ ಆಶೀರ್ಭಿರ್ಯುಜಮಾನೋನ್ಯೈರ್ ಬಂದಿಭಿಶ್ಚಾವಿಷತ್ಪುರ ಸ್ವಯಂಚ ಗುರುಭಿರ್ವಿಪ್ರೇ ಆಧಾರೈ ಸ್ಥಾವಿರೈರಭೀ ಆಶೀರ್ಭಿರ್ಯುಜಮಾನೋನ್ಯೈರ್ ಆಶೀರ್ಭಿರ್ಯುಜಮಾನೋನ್ಯೈರ್ ಸ್ವಯಂಚುರ್ವಿಪ್ರೇ ಸಧಾರೈಸ್ತಾವಿರೈರಪೀ ಆಶೀರ್ಭಿರ್ಯುಜಮಾನೋನ್ಯೈರ್ ವಂದಿಭಿಶ್ಚಾವಿಷತ್ಪುರ ಸ್ವಯಂಚ ಗುರುಭಿರ್ವಿಪ್ರೇ ಸಧಾರೈಸ್ಥಾವಿರೈರಭೀ ಆಶೀರ್ಭಿರ್ಯುಜಮಾನೋನ್ಯೈರ್ 
Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shla Prabhupada Shla Prabhupada Ki Jai So this is the word for word Swayam Himself Cha Also Guru Bihi By elderly relatives Vipray By the Brahmanas Sadharay With their wives Taviray Invalid. Api. Also. Ashirbhi. By the blessings of. Yujjamanaha. Being praised by. Anyai. By others. Vandivihi. Admirers. Sha. And. Avishat. Entered. Puram, the city. Translation. Then the Lord personally entered the city accompanied by elderly relatives and invalid brahmanas with their wives, all offering benedictions and singing the glories of the Lord. Others also praised the glories of the Lord. Uh, Please repeat. Then the Lord personally entered the city accompanied by Elderly relatives and invalid brahmanas with their wives, all offering benedictions and singing the glories of the Lord. Others also praised the glories of the Lord. Purport. The brahmanas in the society were never attentive to banking money for future retired life. When they were old invalids, they used to approach the assembly of the kings and simply by praising the glorious deeds performed by the kings, along with their wives, they would be provided with all necessities of life. Such brahmanas were not, so to speak, flatterers of the kings. But the kings were actually glorified by their actions and they were sincerely still more encouraged in pious acts by such brahmanas in a dignified way. Lord Sri Krishna is worthy of all glories, and the praying brahmanas and others were glorified themselves by chanting the glories of the Lord. Om Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuron Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavamsha Shri Rupam Sahrajatam Sahagana Ragunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamsha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namosute Taptakanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Prishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyasya Kripa Sindubhyayevacha Patita Nam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha 
ಜಾಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾಧಾರ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಾದಿ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತ ವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ನಮಂ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪಾದಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪ್ರೇಷ್ಠಾಯ ಭೂತಲೆ ಶ್ರೀಮಥೆ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿನಿ ನಾಮಿನೆ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಸಾರಸ್ವತೆ ದೇವೆ ಗೌರವಾಣಿ ಪ್ರಚಾರಿಣೆ ನಿರ್ವಿಶೇಷ ಶೂನ್ಯವಾದಿ ಪಾಶ್ಚತ್ಯಾದೇಶತಾರಿಣೆ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಡಿಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಷನ್ ವೆನ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಇಸ್ ಎಂಟ್ರಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ದ್ವಾರಕಾ ಇಸ್ ಲೆಫ್ಟ್ ಹಸಿನಾಪುರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ನಾವ್ ಹಿ ಇಸ್ ಎಂಟ್ರಿಂಗ್ ದ್ವಾರಕಾ ಅಂಡ್ ದ ರೆಸಿಡೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ್ವಾರಕಾ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಬೀನ್ ಇನ್ ಸೆಪರೇಷನ್ ವಿತ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಫಾರ್ ಸಮ್ ಟೈಮ್ now they are so happy uh, and then previously we saw the description of how the entire city was decorated the roads were cleaned and how all the houses were decorated with these fragrant flowers and waters and what not so they were all eagerly waiting so that they could uh, when krishna would come they he, they could welcome him wonderfully and then uh, uh, the future was his talk about how uh, <clears throat> they were uh, always accustomed to looking upon uh, krishna krishna means all attractive he is the reservoir of all beauty you know that future verses talk about how they were so accustomed to always see krishna and now they were in separation from krishna and now they are eagerly again waiting uh, to see krishna and then in these verses we also see uh, in the previous verse we see how krishna also reciprocates right it's not as if krishna was uh, taking everything for granted krishna personally uh, the previous verse says greeted everyone present by bowing his head right he acknowledged everybody who was present and then he was very grateful uh, that uh, uh, the residents of dwarka were there so uh, it's amazing how uh, how krishna also reciprocates it's not that it's just a one way thing so uh, and especially in this verse uh, it talks about uh, when when krishna entered and uh, he was accompanied by his elderly relatives and invalid brahmanas there's a qualification to the brahmanas and, and it says the brahmanas were invalid invalid means uh, they were they didn't have any money they they didn't uh, they were really poor uh, that's what in this sense the word means uh, they were there with their wives greeting krishna and then they were glorifying krishna when krishna was entering uh this is uh this is something that's uh, uh said in the shastra that we should give respect to four kinds of people uh, whether they have money or they don't have money it doesn't really matter it says you have to give respect to your elders people who are older than you in age you have to give them respect um uh, people who are in positions right like uh, the kings or people because it's not easily got they've done some pious activities for them to actually get to that position so you should give people uh, uh, people in big positions respect uh, and then you have to respect people who are renounced like the sages and uh, you know and then you have to give respect for people who give you knowledge uh, it doesn't matter what their age is uh if if they are perfect in delivering knowledge to the society you have to respect them and the brahmanas come under that category 
right? Uh, this is the the duty of a brahmana is patan patan yajan yajan and dhana pratigraha. That the brahmanas study the scriptures scrutinizingly, patan and then patan they teach it to others. Uh, similarly, they perform yajna and then they teach others how to perform yajna. And then dhan pratigraha they they receive charity and then they again give back uh, whatever they've received in charity. So that's why. Uh, <laughs> the brahmanas are always poor in the sense that they really don't have any attachment to all the charity that they get. They might get hundreds and thousands of cows. And we see this when um, when Krishna was born, Nanda Baba gave so many cows in charity to the brahmanas. right? But the duty of a brahmana also is to give the charity back. <laughs> uh, because... Uh, the 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 function of a brahmana in a society is is really important. Uh, the shastras say it's uh, the brahmanas are the head of the body of the society. If you consider the uh, society as a body, the brahmanas would represent the head. They they lead the way for the body on where the body needs to go. Right? Without the head, it's like the headless chicken. Right? We it just keeps going here and there. There is no proper direction on where to go. So so the brahmanas. Uh, they, they, whatever they received in charity, they again gave gave it back, because they they didn't want to be tied to whoever gave them the charity, right? So if somebody gave me some money, then I'm obligated uh, to something that they say, right? When they ask me for a favor, I'll have to do it, or if doing something wrong, I might not be able to speak my mind. But the function of a brahmana is to say things as they are. They have to be truthful. Uh, and then they have to lead the society in the proper direction. In the, in the, this is in, in, entirely in the context of Varnashram, right? The Brahmanas, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas, and Shudras are the four Varnas, and then the Brahmacharya, <coughs> Grihasthashrama, and uh, Vanaprasthashrama, and Sanyashashrama are the four Ashramas. So we have the four Varnas and the four Ashramas, and this is the basic social structure. Uh, if uh, that helps us ultimately, that's the purpose of Varnashrama, is for us to progress in our actual uh, aim of life, which is to spiritually advance and go back home, back to God. That is the uh, actual purpose of Varnashram. So the Brahmanas had to uh, take the society in that direction. And uh, for them to do it, uh, they had to not have any obligations with anybody. So, so that's the reason why the Brahmanas, uh, even uh, uh, Chanakya Pandit, uh, in our recent times, he is. Uh, in, even in our recent times, he is considered uh, one of the greatest uh, advisors to the kings, right? One of the greatest Brahmanas uh, to uh, uh, Chandragupta Maurya. Uh, he created the Maurya dynasty. So. He would stay at the uh, edge of the town. He, 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 he. If he had wanted, he would have. He could have stayed in the king's palace. He, he would have been given everything that he would. He would have wanted, right? But he said, "No, I'm going to go and stay out uh, in a in a small hut uh, outside the town." So the brahmanas were didn't really want to have any obligations with anybody, and the principal reason for this is their duty. Uh, where they they will have to speak the truth. We have a similar instance in uh, in our modern society also, where in the universities where teachers are given tenure, 
right when when the when the when the professors are given tenure in the university they cannot be fired you have the job for life so at that point you can say anything that you want you are not really restrained by the university or somebody who is giving you money right but the, but the problem is the varnashram has collapsed now because krishna is not in the center so so the way people are directed is is not in the proper way but there is some semblance where even in our modern society we recognize that people who advise us uh, have to be straightforward they cannot have any obligations if they are yes men they they always say right if the leaders should surround themselves with people who can give them uh, direct opinions on what they are doing instead of just saying hey what we are doing is amazing uh you are the best person in the world which is practically what happens in the in the current times that we live in right nobody is saying the politicians or administrators that hey what you're doing is not really good for the people <laughs> uh, and and instead everybody is afraid of what will happen to their uh, meal the next meal what will happen to my income if if i don't speak properly to this person probably he might not keep me in the position that i am in i mean i might not be able to feed my kids and family and what not there's so many obligations that we have caught ourselves up in but uh, at least uh, in the vedic times and and not only in the vedic times at least now, this was 5000 years ago we see that even in the times of uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu right that chaitanya mahaprabhu took sanyas because uh even 500 years back the culture in the society was that they would accord all respect to renounced people so uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu was really young 24 years old when he took sanyas uh, and when uh, nimai pandit had his grammar school people would be terrified of him <laughs> but at the same time his students were not really uh, appreciating him you know they, that's why chaitanya mahaprabhu took sanyas and we see that culturally even 500 years back Uh, in our society that we still accorded respect uh, to sanyasis but then the de- degeneration has been so bad <laughs> in terms of both the society and also in terms of the sanyasis right we have had so many bogus sanyasis who have basically taken advantage of their ashram for the respect that they've been given and then accumulated so many so much wealth and money and followers and used them in really inappropriate ways so in both ways the degeneration has happened but we see even in chaitanya mahaprabhu's case he would depend on krishna for his uh, next meal right even every single meal the brahmanas would depend on krishna they would go home beg- begging from door to door not because they wanted money it is said in the bhagavatam that shukadev goswami used to stay in a householder's uh, uh, in a in a grahastha's home uh, just for the time that it took to milk the cow right probably 15 20 minutes half an hour like that not more than that they wouldn't stay in anybody's place but the purpose of them going door to door begging for food was not because they had to fill their belly uh it was because they they wanted to give people the proper education give them the knowledge uh, of what is the purpose of life why are we here and how to progress how to utilize the very rare form the of human birth that that all of us have and we see that um uh in uh, in the in the lives of uh, uh the six goswamis also right they, they were completely renounced uh they would they would take uh like a cup of buttermilk every 3 days or something just to keep their body and soul together uh, practically speaking uh, they were always constantly writing and completely in remembrance uh, of radha and krishna 
So, so that's one aspect of this purport. In the sense, is that Prabhupada says that the brahmanas in society were never attentive to banking money for their future retired life, right? The, the, the one aspect was that they were completely dependent on on Krishna to to make sure they they had complete faith that if Krishna provides for everybody and then he would provide for me also that I don't really need to accumulate everything and the, the brahmanas obviously are in the mode of goodness right they don't have this passion uh, in them to start accumulating more stuff for this fruitive activity they are completely satisfied in in whatever situation they are in so that's one of the reasons also um and again it it uh, in the entire context of the varnashram also the the only the vaishyas and the kshatriyas accumulated money really right the kshatriya the vaishyas were the businessmen who were doing business and accumulating money and the kshatriyas were of course accumulating money but it was not just for themselves but for the entire kingdom they used to collect, collect taxes from the vaishyas uh, and then they used to accumulate money but for the welfare of people and, uh, so that the the tax money could be used in such nice ways that the people are not troubled they are they are in peaceful position so that they can go on with their occupational duty and through that uh, perform devotional service and then progress uh, in their life the 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 brahmanas were completely supported by everybody else in the society and in fact uh, it is one of the prime uh, duties of grihastas grihastas uh, or the married uh, uh people in the society to give charity uh this is very important for uh, not just in terms of supporting the other uh other uh, uh, parts of the varnashram structure but also for the grihasthas themselves because then it starts becoming about me my family my home my children if we don't give things in charity then we never have that mentality about thinking about others you know it's completely uh, goes into thinking just about me and the extension of me uh, and which uh, completely binds us in this material world uh, especially we have this uh, danger in grihastha ashrama that if we don't have uh, krishna in the center <laughs> if we don't think that the houses that we live in are the masters of the houses are our deities then it's a big problem if we think this is my house then that can take the, take us down in a in a in a really deep spiral so so the grihasthas are uh, advised to give in charity and of course give charity to the proper person proper time proper circumstances all that so obviously included but the brahmanas were were to be given charity and in that way uh, they were completely supported uh, in their old age right they didn't have to go and work uh, like that and uh, here uh propad mentioned something that's uh, interesting also is that uh when the brahmanas became old right they were not able to do anything they used to go to the kings and then praise the king and then in that way the king was satisfied and then they would the king would give some uh, something in charity to the brahmanas so that they can carry on with their lives uh, <clears throat> which was interesting to me and then i remembered this section uh, from shrimad bhagavatam uh, where uh Uh, Prithu Maharaj in Prithu Maharaj section uh, Vena the, the Brahmanas kill his father King Vena he was a horrible king <laughs> and he was creating so much trouble to the society that the the Brahmanas killed him that's again one of the duties of the brahmana right they have to make sure that the society is uh, in a peaceful uh, situation uh, that they would even go to an extent uh, of uh, 
of killing somebody who would uh, who was who was creating so much trouble but that's a rare case uh, but but then again when they churn uh, prithu maharaj from vena's body and then there are so many brahmanas that are there present and then the sutas and magadas I, i really don't know who they are they professional reciters or something like that that's what the bhagavatam says they come and glorify prithu maharaj like anything prithu maharaj is just appeared uh, at that point the the uh, these professional reciters they they glorify him uh, in really amazing verses in shrimad bhagavatam and uh, and then prithu maharaj replies so this is something with respect to what prabhupad writes in this uh, in in the purport right um such brahmanas were not so to speak flatterers of the kings whenever they glorified the king it was not meant for flattery uh, but the kings were actually glorified by their actions whatever they spoke the, the the kings of those times were so righteous that the glorification that they spoke was completely deserved it was not flattery mere flattery and they were sincerely still more encouraged in pious acts by such brahmanas in a dignified way and this was also a form of encouraging the kings when the kings were glorified it was also a form of encouraging the kings to continue what they were doing and then encourage them to do more uh, and when the brahmanas glorified the kings in such ways the kings were encouraged to do more good deeds for the people and lead the kingdom uh, in in an even righteous way so so i was thinking about uh, a, a king this is krishna's incarnation incarnation himself prithu maharaj and when he is being glorified uh, this is this is what he says this is uh, chapter uh, chapter 4.15 i think this is the fourth canto in shrimad bhagavatam right uh, prithu maharaj says this is text 24 through 26 how could an intelligent man competent enough to possess such exalted qualities allow his followers to praise him if he did not actually have them this shows, shows his humility right praising a man by saying that if he were educated he might have been become a great scholar or great personality is nothing but a process of cheating a foolish person who agrees to accept such praise does not know that such words simply insult him as a person with a sense of honor and magnanimity does not like to hear about his abominable actions a person who is very famous and powerful does not like to hear himself praised this was the standard <laughs> in those uh, ages right now all the politicians everybody wants themselves them to be praised if if somebody if i say something and if somebody is not praising me then i become upset that why is this person not saying good things about me uh, but prithu maharaj who had all the qualities that the, they were they are really beautiful prayers that they offered to uh, prithu maharaj and they are, they talk about his qualities and what he'll be doing in the future that's that's what the reciters are doing uh, but prithu maharaj is so humble uh, and then doesn't like himself uh, to be praised that way and then king prithu continued my dear devotees headed by the suta just now i am not very famous for my personal activities because i have not done anything praiseworthy you could glorify therefore how could i engage you in praising my activities exactly like children so this is the this was the mood of all the kings like prabhupad writes is that when the brahmanas were glorifying them they used to take it in a very encouraging way that i have not done anything but this will give me an impetus to do uh, do all these activities that you are glorifying me of and uh, this this is the last uh, verse uh, in, this is the next chapter 
The great sage Maitreya continued, while King Prithuda spoke, the humility of his nectarian speeches pleased the reciters very much. Then again they continued to praise the king highly with exalted prayers, as they had been instructed by the great sages. So this humility, when Prithu Maharaj was saying, please don't praise me, that was so sweet that that impelled the reciters to praise him again, glorify him again. I thought this was such a beautiful exchange on the mood of the person who is praising the king and also the person who is receiving the glorification. right? And this could be applicable for all of us also. We could take this in our day-to-day lives also on how uh, we can try to take people uh, when they glorify us or even if they don't glorify us, we don't have to be really upset about it. And when they glorify us, we can take it in the right sense, right? Yes, I accept it, but I, w- I can take it as a benediction so that whatever you've glorified me, I can do it in the future instead of rejecting their glorification, right? The, uh, pleasing them also. And in that way... <laughs> It impelled the sutas and magadas who were reciting these glorifications to, when they heard Prithu Maharaj speak in such beautiful ways, they again started glorifying him, as instructed by the sages. Right. So this is, I thought this was, um, this was really, really wonderful uh, uh, in in the way. But then again, when when they complete the recitation, then uh, Prithu Maharaj gave them. In charity, so much in charity, gave gave them all presents in charity. That was the function of the king. So, so that's uh, that's what uh, uh, is mentioned here. That although they were invalid brahmanas, when they came and recited uh, the glories of the king in the assembly and in a dignified way, right? That's that's the most you could say, like really <laughs> extraordinary things about a person when they are actually not. That and that could really be insulting to that person, right? When when you say that you're the best person in the world and you're the strongest person in the world, when you go and see somebody who's really puny and tiny, and <laughs> it could actually be insulting when you're glor- excessively glorifying a person, also. But this was done in really uh, dignified way, uh, in a, in the in a proper context of of the reason why they did this was so that the kings were really pious and also that uh, it could it it was. Uh, encouragement to the kings so that uh, they could uh, they could do 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 things better uh, and more in the future and and the, and the last section uh, which i think is uh, the most important section uh, in this purport that Prabhupada writes is that who were they glorifying they were glorifying krishna right? Prabhupada writes Okay, a king or any person that we glorify must might not be worthy of all the glories and the praises uh, that we accord them, but Krishna is worthy of everything that we say, right? Krishna, is, Lord Krishna, is worthy of all glories. And what happens by praying to Krishna? Usually, when when we glorify somebody else in this world, uh, okay, it might give us some benefit. <laughs> But it might not give us any benefit also. If we are looking for something, say, hey, if I, if I praise this person, I'm going to get something in return. Uh, and then we, we might actually be upset if that, if that doesn't happen and things like that, right? But even if we are thinking, okay, I'm just glorifying him for the sake of glorifying, it's okay. But when we do that for Krishna, then it gives us all benefit. That's what Prabhupada says. Then praying Brahmanas and others were glorified themselves by, praying, uh, by glorifying Krishna, by chanting the glories of Krishna. Which is essentially Kirtanam, right? Chanting the glories of Krishna is Kirtanam. So, uh, 
So, Shravanam and Kirtanam are the most important processes of bhakti in, in the current age. Uh, among the nine different processes of bhakti that we can perform, hearing and chanting is the most uh, 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 most important activities that we can perform, that, that everybody can perform. That we hear and hear and hear and constantly hear about Krishna and then it is natural, it is a natural progression for us to start uh, speaking about what we have heard. Right? Glorifying Krishna, glorifying about the activities that we have heard. Uh, and then it naturally translates into Vishnu Smaranam, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam. And that then when we start chanting the glories of uh, the Lord, then the remembrance of uh, the Lord starts uh, occurring in our mind. And this is very important. We have to get to the point where we are constantly remembering Krishna. This is Krishna consciousness. Right? We are always conscious of Krishna. Uh, we have to come to the point of Smarnam and then there are again various levels in, in our Smarnam also where at, at, at the highest point we are constantly in Samadhi or in constant remembrance of Krishna. And and um, this is what the Goswamis uh, of Vrindavan were doing, right? Krishnod Kirtana Ghana Nartana Parav. That the uh, that the Goswamis were constantly chanting Krishnod Kirtana Ghana. They were singing the glories of Krishna, the names of Krishna, and then the natural consequence of singing the names of Krishna is dancing Ghana Nartana Parav. Right? So the process that we have is a very systematic and scientific process. That if we start chanting Krishna's names and glories, we naturally start dancing. And that's how we, we see in, in, in Chaitanya Charitamrita that when the devotees were singing Krishna's names, they would dance for hours and hours and hours together. Right? Like for eight hours or six hours, non-stop people would constantly chant the glory names of Krishna. And then the devotees would dance ecstatically for hours together uh, and this is uh, this is not uh, material right it's, it's very tiring to the body if you're ecstatically dancing for hours together uh, but then they would fall down again and then they would rise up and dance and mahaprabhu they would devotees would be waiting to to hold mahaprabhu so that he he wouldn't fall on the ground and he would they would he would get up again and then jan- dance ecstatically for hours together uh, in shivasangan Right? Uh, throughout the night, they were doing this. And we see this in the Rathayatra pastimes also, that how uh, Mahaprabhu had created different parties uh, to chant and he would personally dance in, in the middle of all those chanting parties. That this is our actual uh, 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 sadhana, right? chanting, shravanam and kirtanam. And this is our end goal also. <laughs> that why are we chanting and hearing about Krishna? So that we can constantly chant and hear about Krishna. There is no other reason for why we are doing this. Uh, just like how we read in, in Prithumaraj section that when Prithumaraj spoke, it gave the, the reciters an impetus to speak again. right? So when we hear uh, about Krishna, uh, it gives us an impetus to hear more about Krishna. Because it's so sweet. Uh, Krishna, Krishna's glories, names, forms, pastimes are so, so sweet. And this is what Rupa Goswami says in Upadeshamrita also, right? The essence of all instruction. Tannama Rupa Charitadi Sukirtanano. That we have to constantly uh, chant the name, form, activities, pastimes of Krishna. 
and in the previous verse he says sat krishna nama charita adi right that this is also the process uh, that by constantly the essence of all instructions is to constantly hear the name form past times of krishna and the previous one he says we are uh, the, continuously chanting the names forms past times glories of krishna uh, removes all the uh, avidya or ignorance that we have right and it takes it out from the from the root uh, uh, and and he describes how like a jaundiced person he takes uh, sugar candy and it's it's bitter where, uh, uh, it's, it doesn't taste good you cannot take sugar candy when you have jaundice but then that's the medicine you cannot taste the sweetness of it but then it cures the jaundice and once the jaundice is cured then it tastes really really sweet so when we are constantly chanting the names of krishna hearing about his glories uh, chanting about talking about his glories to others his pastimes to others then it slowly starts uh, acting inside uh, in the heart in the cheto darpana marjanam our heart starts getting cleansed and slowly slowly <clears throat> all our anarthas that we have is are cleansed we come to the point of nishta and then we have some ruchi we have some real taste for uh, performing devotional service right and we see that it's it's not uh, it's not just theoretical that we see that in, even in our society in the current times that people devotees who have performed this uh, uh, process for years together even decades together you can see when they when they do things and then when they speak they have real taste for it so this is our earning right uh, prabhupada says in the nectar of devotion that we have to yearn for it that we have to really crave for this that one day krishna uh, i really want to serve you that that's the sadhana the vaidhi sadhana that we do is not just mechanical prabhupad says the chanting and hearing but the chanting and hearing has to be done with this mood of yearning right yearning is when we have lost something or when we really want something we are desperate for it and if we are practicing in that mood and this is also very necessary right if we have to move from vaidhi bhakti to raghunaga bhakti this laulyam or greed is very necessary and prabhupada says that in in the nectar of devotion i think in right in the beginning he says in chapter 2 or chapter 3 he uh, he talks about it that when we are practicing uh, chapter 2 and 3 talk about vaidhi sadhana bhakti right in in the nectar of devotion and still prabhupada is saying that we have to do this with yearning and if we do this with this yearning in our heart uh, then uh, then we will get this taste for uh, chanting and hearing krishna's names by by krishna's mercy and guru's mercy and support so uh, we are out of time so i'll stop here if there are any questions or comments i can take it yes thank you thank you so i i have to repeat for the online audience so anuradha mata ji he was saying how she, she was hearing one of prabhupad's lecture and there prabhupad talks about this quality of brahmanas where they are completely transparent whether in their personal lives or their knowledge uh, they would even go and uh, uh, teach it to their enemies right whatever knowledge that they had and we uh, when you were saying that i was thinking about drona uh, dronacharya from the mahabharata right uh, he he knew that drishtadyumna was going to kill him right king drupada 
did this, perform this yajna so that he could get a son to kill Drona. He knew this and still he taught him uh, the martial arts, right? Although he knew that he was going to kill him. And, uh, and he, he taught Arjuna everything uh, that, that he knew, right? Again, the Brahmanas did teach it, but according to the eligibility of the student also, that, that's another thing that they had in mind, that they wouldn't do it for anybody and every, like everybody. We see that in the Mahabharata also, right? Karna, Dronacharya said he wouldn't teach, and Ekalavya, he said he wouldn't teach. <clears throat> because, yeah, the Brahm- one of the functions of the Brahmanas was also to figure out the nature of people, right? Because they were in the Gurukula, they had to guide people. <clears throat> so, uh, if they knew that this proper person would utilize it in proper ways, they would basically open it up. Uh, and this is also another thing that is said, right? If whatever we learn, we should not keep it to ourselves. It starts becoming poisonous if it's just within ourselves. Uh, we have to share it with others. And uh, uh, one of these pitfalls of uh, brahmanas is, is this, right? In, in our society, what is the biggest problem with somebody uh, who is really well-educated? W- what happens with them Na- when we speak to them? Arrogant and pride, proud, right? This starts getting to your mind. I know this, so many things. And then this pride starts creeping up. Uh, this is a big pitfall. Uh, uh, you know, that they are not worried about money or uh, power. Their, their uh, bondage is their pride and knowledge. The jnanis, right? So yeah, the, the brahmanas have to be very careful about it. That's why they have to teach it. Whatever they know, they have to teach it to everybody else. Uh, not uh, hold it to themselves. So that's a, such a nice point. Uh, my sir. Correct. And this is what Prabhupada wanted for us, right? He wanted to create a class of Brahmanas uh, where we could go out and then and they, it's a small tipping point, right? The Brahmanas in, in, the, in, the, in the society were not like probably 1-2% of the society are, are Brahmanas. Uh, you don't need many. And in the, if the, in the entire world, there, there could be like a tipping point, right? If like even 10% of the, of the total population, if it becomes uh, completely Krishna conscious, then that could actually tip the consciousness of the entire world on how people... Uh, uh, engage themselves in this world. So it's it's not completely out of uh, 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 our imagination to think that the world could change, right? We have to practice properly, uh, be serious in our practice, and then preach to others. And then Mahaprabhu will definitely send people who are, who have the capacity uh, or are ready, the ripe fruit. Like Vaisheshik Prabhu always says, right? When you go and distribute books, the thing that he has is, he says it's a radar, and then the radar is, he says, hi. Anybody who responds back, he says, is, is ripe to, to take the book. So like that, Mahaprabhu will send us people if, if we are going out uh, and preaching. And then it's a small tipping point. Even if I think like 10% of the world is completely like, it's, it's not like, okay, I'm also chanting, I'm also reading. But if they are real Brahmanas in the sense of uh, the word, uh, or Vaishnavas, even even bigger, right? Oh, that's one thing I forgot to mention. Uh, I think I'm going to take one minute. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, relevant to what we're discussing. Um, so this is from. Uh, ah, I don't have it. I 
thought I put it in. This was from Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, this is in the Mrigari section in Madhya Leela. Uh, so <clears throat> this, there is this hunter Mrigari and then he's cruel and I'm not going to get into the story but he becomes uh, really renounced and then uh, by the instruction of Narada Muni and then people are sending him so much uh, food <laughs> that it's it's incredible. It's unmanageable for him. He's saying, oh, I, I really don't need so much food. Just give whatever is necessary for me for uh, uh, for one meal or just two meals or something like that. And in the purport, Prabhupada mentions that uh, as, as Vaishnavas, we should not uh, think about too much accumulation in the future. It was a beautiful purport. Thought I took it, but it's in that section somewhere. Exactly in 240 some words of that chapter, uh, in that purport, you can go and read it. It's it's really beautiful on this pronunciation. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's also a nice example of that prostitute uh, who came to entice Haridas Thakur. And then she gave up and then she again becomes became such an exalted person that everybody in the town was coming and giving her all her necessities for life. Right? Like Krishna provides for everybody. But again, these two people had incredible faith in the instruction of the Guru. Right? So if we are at that point, we can do it. But then we have to be gradual. <laughs> if we are still not at that point, it becomes really troublesome. Krishna says this twice in the Gita. So he says two things twice in the Gita. Right? One is very easy. Manmana bhava mad bhakto. Practically in 9th chapter and the 18th chapter, it's verbatim. He says the same thing. And the other thing that he says is in the 3rd chapter or the 5th chapter. and again 3rd chapter, right? And again in the 18th chapter. Krishna says you should do your duty uh, uh, even if it's to your own detriment, he says, uh, even if it's to your own destruction, you should do your own duty rather than doing anybody else's duty, right? Uh, if I'm not at a point where <clears throat> I'm, I'm at the platform of a brahmana, where I can renounce everything and I don't have any attachment and things like that, okay, I should still keep at it, the, trying to get to the goal of where I can renounce everything and do it. I mean, our idea is not to renounce everything, right? Our idea is to use everything in Krishna's service. We don't want to give up anything. We want to take everything but use everything in Krishna's service as, as Vaishnavas. That's what we want to do. But for ourselves, we, want, we don't want anything. Renunciation is for our own material gratification, sense gratification. But we want to use everything for Krishna's service. So, so that's the idea. But he says that very clearly. Right? If we are in the platform of Madhavendra Puri, where he waits and says, if Krishna dis- wants, I'll get a meal. He'll stay hungry for three days. <laughs> Right? That's what happens. And Krishna brings him milk. Krishna himself brings him milk. So, uh, are, that's an exalted position to be in. One day we, we can as, aspire to be, uh, be in that platform, uh, like the Goswamis. Because they were, that, that can happen only we are, when we are so absorbed in Krishna. That this hunger, thirst and all these material things really don't matter. Uh, like the Goswamis, they would forget to eat. Right? And then somebody would come and tell them, Oh, Raghunath Das Goswami, you have to keep your body and mind together. Can you take please one cup of buttermilk? <laughs> he was so absorbed in reading Srimad Bhagavatam and in Krishna Leela that this, did, this didn't matter. But we have to come to that stage. That's the idea. And it will naturally happen. We don't have to aspire for it. When we are absorbed in Krishna, 
that's what Prabhupada says in the Gita also that we have to focus more on the attachment part rather than the detachment part. If we are more attached to Krishna, then the detachment will naturally happen as a consequence of it. Okay, we'll stop here for now. Prantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Shla Prabhupada ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrind ki jai.